Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 9th of January 2021. And the title of this episode is A Treasure Chest of Stats. I have a host of absolutely quirky stats for you today. And bucking the 2020 trend, none of them are from survey competitions from Geek Native. Let's start with N-World's 10 most anticipated role-playing games of 2021. In reverse order, Slay Industries 2nd Edition by Nightfall Games. The game qualifies by N-World's rules, although I think most Kickstarter backers got it during 2020, and technically it was available on Through RPG late on the 31st of December. Slay is a dark corporate future in which the mega corporation distracts people through celebrity serial killers and constant rain. Werewolf the Apocalypse, 5th edition by Renegade Studios and Paradox. Hunters had a great lineup of designers and had begun work on this eco-terrorism game in which you play a werewolf, but then Paradox took the whole world of darkness back in-house. However, Hunter's publishing partner is Renegade Studios, and Renegade Studios are also Paradox's new publishing partner. I won't be surprised if some of the original 5th edition team are announced as taking part in this new in-house project. Then there's Brancelona, the Spaghetti Fantasy by Asheron Books. This RPG is a D&D 5e powered spaghetti fantasy, and it mixes pop culture with history. Players are mercenaries who take on questionable jobs to make a living in an ancient kingdom. Then there's a Pathfinder for Savage Worlds by Pinnacle Entertainment. Savage Pathfinder will use the latest Savage World rules to let players explore the Pathfinder world, and in particular the rise of the Rune Lord's Adventure Path. Then there's Rivers of London by Chaosium. A basic role-playing powered game set in Ben Aronovich's Cops That Do Magic series of novels. Geek Native was lucky enough to interview Ben about the project, and you can find a link to that in the podcast transcript. And then there's Level Up, Advanced 5th Edition by N Publishing. This is a standalone RPG based on and evolved from 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons, and you can find frequent progress reports available from the Level Up site or N World. Then there's King Arthur Pendragon, 6th edition by Chaosium. This RPG has been described as Greg Stafford's masterpiece. Stafford, who died two years ago, had a profound influence on the RPG world. Pendragon 6th edition is a accumulation of nearly three decades of refinement of Stafford's vision of Arthurian fantasy. Then The One Ring, 2nd edition by Free League Publishing. There's still some mystery as to how Free League ended up with the rights to produce the second edition of the One Ring RPG. The first edition, which was very well received, was by Cubicle 7. And then, despite thousands of votes, it's a tie for first place. One of the winners is another Free League publishing game, in the form of Twilight 2000. That's the fifth edition make of the game, which goes back to its roots and takes an alternative history approach. The other winner is Modifius Entertainment's Dune Adventures in the Imperium. In fact, some of the collector's editions, and there are many variations being made, have already sold out. The quirky thing about Dune coming in first place was that it did so last year. 
Modifius' Dune was also the most anticipated role-playing game of 2020. And two years ago, Dune was in the top 10 list of most anticipated role-playing games for 2019. Oh my. Are there any games that you want to play on that list? If there's an upcoming RPG for 2021 that you think Geek Native should be aware of, please drop me a note via the blog. And here's a quick and happy stat blast. Despite struggling with volunteer numbers during a 1,000% boom in demand, the charity RPG Research managed to help over 30,000 people last year. RPG Research uses RPGs to see if they can make the world a better place. For example, they can show you that youth crime is reduced in areas that they run free games in. And while we're talking about charity, I'd like to call out the sterling efforts of Onyx Path and the Bundle of Holding and the launch of Jackie's Dreaming. This is a $6 bundle, and it has a host of Changeling the Dreaming downloads. And all proceeds after payment fees are being donated to Nikki Rhea. Nikki is a respected game designer, but as a freelancer, she doesn't have a portfolio of royalties coming in. And right now, Nikki faces enormous medical bills, as she's an American recovering from COVID-19. Sadly, the same infection is responsible for Nikki's partner's death. The equally respected Jackie Cassida. It's a horrible time for Nikki, and therefore this charity effort is both excellent value for Changeling fans and a lovely thing to do. I have some other big money stats too. Weirdly, well, I guess done for marketing reasons, the pawnbrokers H&T spent time working out how much some iconic computer game props would cost in real money cash. A crowbar, as seen in Half-Life, costs about £5. A cardboard box, like the one seen in Metal Gear Solid, costs about 62p. While a Mario Kart banana peel, only £2. On the other end of the spectrum, a Master Sword from Zelda would cost around £1,800. A diamond pickaxe from Minecraft? Well, I hope you're sitting down. Ancient T estimate that would cost £5 billion. And that's not even the most expensive thing on their list. The Golden Rings from Sonic the Hedgehog come in at $5.5 billion. That's about $7.7 billion in American money. I did do some research of my own this week. I used URL parameters on Audible to manipulate Amazon's audiobook site to get a list of the most ordered pre-orders from the sci-fi and fantasy section. I put the full top 10 list on the site but here's the top five. In first place, there's Mindless by Keith C. Blackmore and narrated by R.C. Bray. Mindless is the sixth book in the Mountain Man series. In second place, Another Time, Another Place by Jodie Taylor. In third place, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. In fourth place, A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. And in fifth place, The Two Lost Mountains by Matthew Riley. Just missing out in a top five spot is the Mandalorian original novel by Adam Christopher that's in the works. Another nice bit of pre-order news that I have are rather adorable plushies for Catan. Now you can get huggable sheep or a cute and cuddly wood complete with little eyes and legs or a cheeky wheat person and so forth. Catan announced these plushies were coming later this month. They're not yet on the Catan store but after a bit of searching, I found them on pre-order on the Asmodee site. It's a shame they miss Christmas, 
as I would have been very tempted by my own little wood creature. Another temptation, and without the weight of a pre-order, is the Attack on Titan collection that's currently available on Humble Bundle. I'm watching the last season of the anime. The studio has done a brave thing and is retelling the story from a different point of view. This season is not a repeat nor a filler series. Instead, now that the mysteries, or some of them, are revealed, we're filling in the blanks. I thought I worried that I might be bored, but it's holding my attention very well right now. As the writers intended, the effect is that there's no right side versus wrong side anymore. Well, not among the two factions we've had to focus on. That The bundle is only available for the next few weeks though, and by then we will know what the next D&D book is. Wizards of the Coast haven't said anything, but Amazon, Penguin Random House and other retailers have holding pages in place for a D&D book that will be revealed on the 12th of January. Whatever that book turns out to be, and there are still a few days in which it might leak, it will be published on March the 16th. Also, since we're back in the realms of RPGs, I've been enjoying reading City of Mist, and I spoke to the game's designer, Amit Moshe, who has an interesting argument as to why City of Mist is for people who are afraid of D&D. The argument is around numbers and math. If you're an old pro, this may seem strange to you, but I've seen people worry about this often online. People are concerned, rightly or wrongly, that there's a lot of counting in D&D. The City of Mist, in contrast, feels like a show on Netflix, and all you need to do is count to five. Monty Cook Games have released a free preview of Edge of the Sun, a setting for Numenera, and Pathio is running a short Pathfinder 2 edition playtest called Guns and Gears, and that introduces Gunslinger and Inventor classes. And since we're back to numbers, let's finish off how we started with some stats. The market site on buy has worked out which Netflix shows have the most popular soundtracks. You can get the full analysis table on Geek Native, but the top three in reverse order are Black Mirror, 13 Reasons Why, and Stranger Things. And let's wrap it there. Keep safe, stay out of melee range, and I'll see you next week.